0: This is the EWN Podcast Network. Do you know how often identity theft occurs? Every two seconds, affecting even children. The great news is that you and your loved ones don't have to become the next victim. In the Cyber Mindful with Sandra podcast, we'll explore together simple practices that increase the cyber safety of you, your family, and your business. I'm your host Sandra Esto, and I believe the key to protecting yourself from hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters is rooted in being fully present, both online and offline. This podcast is a conversation among friends. I'm delighted that you are choosing to take charge of your cyber safety because you deserve to have peace of mind online and protect what matters most to you. So let's do this together. Welcome to Cyber Mindful with Sandra episode. Today, Today we're going to talk about a very, very important topic, subject. If you don't know me, I'm Sandra Estock, and I'm your host. And as a victim of identity theft, The conversation today is very relevant. For me, I wish somebody would have, you know, tell me all the things that I'm gonna about to share in this episode with you. And most importantly, at the time, there it didn't exist. The celebration that tomorrow, March 9th, is all about. And it's about national slam the scam day. And it's a, a holiday that is sponsored and created by the social security administration and, you know, they, they are really focusing on how we can reduce the amount of social security scams and all the things that happen where people are impersonated every single day. I mean, did you know every two seconds, someone identity is stolen or, or did you know that, you know, cyber attacks are happening right and left? And it doesn't have to be that way. There are many things you and I can do. You know, I can tell you when my identity was stolen and when someone was impersonating me and and not impersonating me per se, but by using my information to, for someone else to pretend to be me, which in a a way is impersonating me. Um, and I have to demonstrate that I was the real me over and over for six years. It made me feel so powerless. It made me feel horrible. It made me feel like somebody else owned me. And it was one of those worst feelings in the world that, that I have ever had. And everything changed when I took charge, when I decided I'm the one that... Can take charge of my cyber safety, my cyber life. Nobody else is gonna do it for me, and it starts with my mindset. It starts with that in my mind, knowing that I am empowered, that I am, I am in charge. That nobody else out there is gonna come and save me. Nobody else is gonna do it for me. I mean, you might have services, you might have teams, you might have, you know, other people that help you with your technology, but there are things that only you do. There are things that just you are in charge. Like when you open an email or when you get a phone call or when you receive a text message or, you know, you are in social media, there are things that you only you can decide to do. You know, and and what I love about now the awareness that I have and where I am with my journey is that now I realize I'm in charge. And I am what I click. And I can choose to click or not. I can choose to answer or not. I can choose what to do, how much time I, I spend using technology, how much time is technology going to be there, you know, for me to, to use and for me to consume and for me to enjoy. And I, I love technology. I'm all about technology, but I'm in charge of that technology and not the other way around and that's the shift, and that shift starts here in your mind, and so today, we're going to talk about slam the scam, and, you know, for for that, we need to start understanding, you know, what are all the different types of scams, and and impersonations, and things that happen, and we're going to dedicate mostly the conversation to social security information, but because you're listening in another country, you might not have the same things like like in the U.S. with social security. I want you to apply to whatever that is used in your country as the element to prove your identity, as the element, you know, there might be a number, there might be an ID that holds all your personal information. So in that way, think about social security, you know, what is that one number or that one document or that one information that contains so much about you that it can be used to open an account, that it can be used to buy a house and and get a mortgage or get a loan or get buy a car or or get a new phone and and get a new contract or even something like get electricity in your house or or you know get the services like whatever services you use gas, electricity, water. Like you could do those utility services using your social security number. I mean shouldn't, but but I mean, that's how sometimes they are used. So because we use social security numbers for so many things that tie to our identity, and is part of our identity here in the United States, it's very appealing to cyber monsters. Of course, they want to have that number. They want to have that information because there is so much that they can do with it. But you and I now, are going to start protecting that information. And and that's what this show is all about. Now, what are some of the most common social security scams or scams that exist? First, I'm going to talk about, of course, the traditional identity theft driven by financial gain. Like, so a, a hacker, scammer, or cyber monsters gets a hold of your Social Security information. You know, we're not going to talk about how they got the information just yet, but we will. And they got your information. Now they, they have your Social Security number. They have your address, your name. And what can they do about it? Oh, I just mentioned they can open accounts under your name. They can, you know, have utility services under your name. They can do a lot of things with that information so that they can impersonate you, and what happens? Well, all the collections and the bills and all the things that are generated as a result of them using your social security information goes to you, so they don't pay for it. And what can happen there is it ruins your credit history. Here in the United States, we use credit history to to determine how much we can get a loan for or how much, you know, what is the interest that we are given based on how, you know, the rating of our um, credit history and and our credit rating, your credit is managed by three different uh, credit bureaus, Experience, Equifax and TransUnion. And they, you know, they, they might have more or less um differences in the in, in in how your credit rating or credit score is based on what's happening. So if someone impersonated you and they were able to open accounts and do things and they might be in your credit report, you can anticipate that information. You can see that when you review that credit report. If you have never checked your credit and you have no idea what number it is and you Want to buy a house? Don't be that kind of person that realize that when you are in that process, because then you're gonna have to deal with the the fixing, and and I I can assure you it's not an easy and it's a very painful process. I in my book Happy Ever Cyber, I share a story and actually two stories that. Are very specific to how someone can use someone else's identity and someone else's social security number. And with real examples, you can read in the book what that happened and how they navigated that and how it cost them to recover their information and to recover who they are. And you know, whether it's it's just because you can restore your credit or because you restore your confidence. I mean, it took years for them. But it doesn't have to be like that for you. And that's why we're doing this. So um, the second type of scam that happens very often, it's related to phone calls, right? Who doesn't have a phone call or a text message that you know is so fake? I mean, who hasn't received like you got a package or, you know, this person is texting you because you're going to have an amazing offer to lower your credit or to lower your mortgage or to lower your loan payment or whatever, you know, those amazing offers that come in a, in or whether in a text message or in a, in a phone call as a form of you have insurance for your car and you have, or the IRS is calling you or the social security administration is calling you and they are going to send the police and this and that. I mean, those are all, you know, scams that can happen and that are happening every single day. Think about that. Have you, have you seen a weird phone call? I mean, how many did you get a, a day? I have records that for some like not record. (laughs) uh, I have a record of in a day. That's what I meant to say. I have a record of getting in one single day more than 10, 15 scammers calls, way before the you know, the 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 things that I did to prevent that to happen. Imagine that 15 fake calls or Emails. I mean, I I can still get them once in a while, but there was a time where I was like, almost every single day, five, 10 text messages and emails and this and that. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what's going on? So when that starts to happen to you, there is an indication that maybe somebody got a hold of your information. Maybe your phone number has been compromised. Maybe, you know, your email got compromised. And of course, If if more information, like your social security number, got out there, that, you know, will increase the, the number of scams, calls, or scam text messages that you get. But as I said before, you can choose to answer them. You can choose to open the messages. You can choose how you react to that information. And the first step is you recognize whether that is real or not. And I'm going to teach you three things, simple things that you can do at the end, um, how to recognize that. Now, another, another type of scam that is really common is related to health. Like, and it happened to someone that I know where she was, it was a woman, and when she went to do her mammograph, she went to the hospital, and somebody else had already done it on her behalf. I mean, imagine that, like, you have a test that is due, and, you know, those tests that are part of your preventive care, and you now you're not able to do them anymore because somebody else Use your information. So you know somebody else had maybe your social security information and maybe your insurance information, and did those instead of you. And medications that are also created or requested or tests that beyond the the preventive, you know, tests that we do that were also performed, and now they were charged to the insurance because somebody got a hold of that social security and got a hold of all your information and is being used in a health related scam. So that's another one. And the fourth one and the final one that I'm going to talk about, because there's so much hype right now with AI with artificial intelligence and so much you have heard probably about chat GPT and all the amazing AI technologies that are out there they are wonderful and I love technology I embrace technology bring it on and I I'm gonna be on board with that technology and I'm gonna learn that technology because like I said before I'm in charge and I need to be in charge of that so of course I'm learning about AI and how can I use it and how can I improve my business and how can I improve my own skills. But there is also this downsize, and there is a type of scam or a type of attack that happens that is called identity, synthetic identity theft. And what is a synthetic identity theft? It is the combination of your social security number with an AI character. What does that mean? Well, it means that somebody, if somebody gets hold of your social security number, they now can create a character with AI, right? And the character could be any, like, you know, some look like a real person. I mean, there are things that you can say, you can see, it's called deep fakes, and you can see that, and you can definitely start recognizing when something is real or not from an AI, AI perspective. But so they combine your real information with fake information or created information. And with that, they create a persona. And that person commits, you know, whether it commits crimes or it buys a house, it buys a car, it buys... Um, You know, anything, a cell phone and using your identity, but not not your name, not your address, not all the information, but using your social security number. And now how that happens, think about this. Children. Children are are one of the most uh, social security numbers out there that I use for synthetic identity theft, because we don't check our credit history for children, or children don't check their credit history, you don't buy, a, you know, they don't have a bank account, they don't have many things in place where you're required to be active as um, in in in, in, in the space, like you will not know somebody's using your child or that child, or the children's. Um, social security number unless, you know, you have taken action and I'm going to share with you what you can do, but unless you you do that, you're not going to know until maybe they are 18 or he or she are 18 and, you know, he, she, they are 18 now and they have a mess. Because their credit is score is being ruined. Somebody else has been using that information and, and it's just it's a nightmare. So definitely if you have children and you're listening to this show right now, this there is an action for you to take at the end of this podcast episode. And I I want you to know that again, you are in charge. Period. Nobody else is, nobody is coming to save you. And and only you can do it. And what I what I want with this show is to empower, empower you to know that you don't have to wait to become a victim and that you can take a stand. I, now, how are these scammers, hackers, cyber monsters taking all your information? Where is it coming from? How how did they get access? Oh, I'm going to talk about three, only three different ways they can get your information. There are so many more, but I'm just going to cover these three. Number one is, of course, you answer the phone, like they call you and you answer and you give it to them or you click on a, on number two, you click on a link or open up an attachment and it takes you to a, or click at and, um. Click a link and it takes you to a website or it takes you to a prompt asking you for a password and user and you give it to them. Yeah, again, you are providing the information, like you are not paying attention to this, you are just maybe distracted and thinking that this is real and you've just put your information and boom, they got it, right? That's a that's super simple way to, for them to, to get your information. The third way that, again, we also give our information is through social media. And we can maybe post so much information about ourselves that are also part of the security questions or the secret information that we also include in our accounts. And that's, uh, you know, and click clicking on the link in social media Another, another way that somebody can infect your computer, infect your phone, infect your tablet, and boom, compromise your, your information, compromise your account. And, and the fourth, and I said I was going to do three, but this is, this is so important to, to share, is when we give away our information in a public place, what I mean by that? Have you ever been in a, maybe in a hospital or maybe in a medical uh, appointment and they, you're filling out the form and they are asking for your social security to write down your social security, right? You've seen some of that. Again, if you're not in the United States, think about what kind of information you write down about your ID. It doesn't matter if it's social security or something else, whatever you write down and give it to somebody, you don't know where that paper is going to end up. You don't know exactly who is handling that and how it's that information being handled. So you could always ask, why do you need this? Why are you asking for my social security? In my case, I I always say, you, you know, if you really are pushing me for my social security, at the most, I'll give you the last four digits, but nothing else. Like there is no need for you to have all my social security information unless you are a government entity, unless I'm doing something that I know it will require my social security. But I always will try to find different ways not to give that information. And that's my first advice to you. Like, be intentional, fully intentional. When you have your social security, who do you give it to? That social security number is for you and only you. So be intentional where you share it, how you share it. The second tip that I can give you today is, be aware. Be aware of what's going on. Be aware of the latest type of scams that are happening. Like I was just reading this morning about one of the latest type of scams with with I'm trying to think right because my, my mind went blank for a second. Just give me one second. Ah oh, um, <laughs> Right, so yeah, now I got it. With this, I talk about you know Chat GPT and all this AI because of it. So much out there, and so much. Um, when we talk about something in the news, or when we talk about something that is going viral, it's an opportunity for cyber monsters to also take advantage of it. So one way they are using it is. They they see the, the the amount of people that are looking for AI tools. So what they did is created a number of fake apps that and they sneak some of those in in the Google Store. And of course, if you use third party tools, they are now being removed from the Google Store. By the way, but they are in fake stores or third party stores and and. It's there because when you search, if you are searching for something that is really popular, there are chances that that information is being abused by hackers, scammers, and cyber monsters. So right now, they can infect maybe a Google ad, And, you know, you've seen this when you type something in your browser, right? But, you know in Safari, or in Chrome, or Mozilla, or um, .Google, whatever browser you use, Edge, you see that the first, you know, results sometimes will come with an ad, like it will say ad, and that means that somebody's paying for advertising that website or that service. Well, with ChatGPT and all these AI tools, what these criminals did were, in fact, those ads and they have, you know, these fake apps and these fake services on top of the page. And when you click on it, of course, it will ask you for your information. You put your information and boom, that scam or or, or the compromise can happen. So just be aware of that. Be aware of what's going on and be aware of cyber safety practices, be aware, be knowledgeable of how they can get to you or your family or your business. And the last, and and I love, I love it. I love so much this third step or this third way to protect your information is be mindful, be mindful, be fully present, be right there when you are using your social security when you are using your credit card when you are using any information that is sensitive be very mindful fully present and and how you're using it like don't multitask if you are in a website where you have to input critical information if you're banking Don't multitask, don't try to answer emails and text messages and a phone call when you are paying your bill. Because chances are, you might hit something that is being infected with a malware or with, you know, malicious software and compromise you. So be intentional, be aware and be mindful. I call that BIM, BIM. And those are the three simple steps that you can take to protect your information, and to protect who you are, and take a stand against cybercrime and take a stand to protect your cyber life. Now, I mentioned that I will give you uh, an additional tip how you can protect, especially your children's identity, and if you have children or you know someone that has children, I encourage you to share this podcast with them so they know what to do. Number one is to freeze their credit history, freeze it. Like you can go to the three, you know, bureaus, Equifax, Experience, and TransUnion. And you can say, you know, if you have a minor in your life, you can go there and you can freeze that credit. And that means somebody won't be able to open an account on their behalf. And that way, you are protecting them from this type of identity theft, the the synthetic identity theft that I just mentioned. So it's a simple step. You can only, you don't have to do it many times. You do it once and then you, you stay. Um, you stay in power, and you know. Once a year, I recommend that you run a credit report. Those are free. It won't affect your credit history. Won't your credit score. And you can run that report and you can review it and make sure that nothing unusual is on those reports. And if you have children, do that for them too. But most importantly, freeze their credit score. And I will freeze yours too. Like if you're doing it for your child, do it for you too, because that's one way that you can reduce the chances of becoming a victim of identity theft and someone abusing that. And, you know, monitoring your social security information, monitoring, don't put your social security number anywhere. I'm just, don't, don't, don't monitor alerts, putting your social security, because that will definitely Will be a good idea, but you could use services that do that. It's like an insurance, and you could do that. That that that's another way you can start um, taking a more active approach and taking a more proactive stand against cybercrime. And. You know, in celebration of tomorrow, slammed scam, I encourage you and I invite you to take one action step, like just one, even if it's just closing the social security with, you know, for your children or for yourself, or if it's updating a password that you haven't updated in a long time and it's a very important password, or maybe it's making sure that you shred personal information and that you shred, you know, information that contains sensitive private information and and you make sure that it's not just put it into the garbage can. I mean, just an action, one simple action, you can choose whatever that is, can keep the cyber monsters away and i want you to share that action with me i want to know what did you do i i would love for you to share this podcast of course to help me out here to spread the message and to be sure that others are protected they don't have to go through what i went through identity theft is not something i wish anyone it's messy it's horrible it, just can destroy your life. I almost broke my marriage, my career, my mental health. So don't let that happen to you or your loved ones. So share this podcast, share this message and, and encourage them and remind them that they can be I am with their technology. They can be intentional, they can be aware and they can be mindful. And this is why We're together in this conversation and I love to hear from you. So that's all for today. And I wish you a wonderful day. I am so grateful for you listening to the show. I'm so grateful for all the support. I'm so grateful because of you, I get to do what I love. And for that, I'm I'm just so happy. So thank you, and have a wonderful day. Mwah. ciao ciao, and bye for now. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful for you today. So if you enjoyed this episode, please tag me in social media at way to protect. Again, it's way number two protect. And let me know if this episode has helped you. I would love to hear from you. And if you like to know more about me. Check out my resources at my website, sandraestock.com. And remember, be intentional, be aware, and be mindful. Be I am. Be I am now.